But <laughs> this is definitely going to end up as a published episode. Mm. As we stuff, sure. stuff our faces full of pasta, talk into our wine glasses. Yeah. Just like talk at each other about random shit. I'm sorry if there's feedback from these bowls. They're really nice, but they make lots of noise. Oh my God, they make so much noise. Mm. Yeah, I was on FaceTime to Meg the other day and she was like, that bowl is making an awful noise. Annoying. I was like, yep, they're so pretty. Should we make a song? Do you know what that was? No. It was Jingle Bells. I know, I did think it was Jingle Bells. Oh, well, you didn't guess it? Wait. <laughs> that was Jingle Bells. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hello. Hello, hi. And welcome to episode four. Episode four, what the it's hell, crazy, man. isn't it? We're just it's... saying what the, honestly, I just need to take a drink, ignore the ice wobbling. <laughs> we were just talking about the fact that we have genuinely, like we said this, in, I think we said this in like the second episode, but we've genuinely been unbelievably blown away by the response that we have been getting. Like, yeah, for, for us, this is just like, us just talking, talking like our daily chat like our daily chat yeah. like just talking shit like yeah. is what it feels like but some of the messages that we have had have genuinely nearly brought both of us to tears yeah like and the people i think like a lot of you we didn't expect you to be listening so no like old high school friends and friends from camp and then it's, like people across the world were like whoa it is insane and like the messages that we've been getting being like this is amazing like you it's just like surreal it's it's so, so surreal. It gives us the most <laughs> insane imposter syndrome, which we both suffer with horrendously anyway. Yeah. So you're adding to that, but we love yeah. you all the same. <laughs> but it's, yeah, no, it's amazing. And we want to thank you guys so much from the bottom of our hearts for listening and tuning yeah. in every week. It, it means a hell of a lot to us. It's amazing. Yeah, it is amazing. I have a throw it off the cuff question for you. Yeah. How do you deal with imposter syndrome? Oh God. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Just really throwing it out at you. Oh no. (laughs) Um, I think I deal with imposter syndrome by usually actually rereading nice things said about myself. (laughs) 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 Because I, yeah, just, no, I do just try and like surround myself with the positivity Mm. I've received. And like, I look back through my work and I'm like, oh no, wait, shit, I did that. Like, yeah, I, can, I can actually do this. I can actually do this because so much of, like, so much of what we do is just like fake it until you make it, basically. Yeah. is how I've wangled every single job I've ever gotten. It's like, it's. <laughs> Same. <laughs> and yeah, it's. No, I think I just I just try and remind myself that actually I do deserve to be here. I do deserve to be in this space. I work really hard. Like, I have overcome a lot to get mm-hmm. here and I do I do deserve my place and I'm not being funny but if the amount of mediocre men that somehow get to where they are without really trying yeah I think I think we're fine I think we're fine <laughs> how how do you get over it how do you cope with imposter syndrome I don't know I've been dealing with it a lot lately yeah. especially at work like doing ending up doing tasks that mm. I probably am not I don't know, I've never done before and like But you're smashing them. 
Ugh, so far, I mean, you have to, right? Like, but you like, have to just yeah, get in and, and do it. And that's the thing, you're like smashing them. So, yeah. It's, oh, I directed a video the other day and I just absolutely, it's like the one thing I hate is yes. like filming, directing, filming. Yeah. And I've like looked back on it and I'm like, that was shit. Like, I want to do it again, but it's a lesson learned. I mean, like, you, but also moments of highs and moments yes. of lows. I yeah, think that's no, the biggest thing. For sure. And everybody has that. Like, yeah. I think that's the thing you have to come to terms with. You don't have to be amazing. No. All the time. Because no. no one is. Like as long as you're putting one step in front of the other one foot in front of the other, yeah. one, one step. <laughs> one step in front of the other. You, no. What you said before when you were like reading the amazing things. So can we just talk about this reel that you sent me on Instagram the other day of the lady that was like, This is how to get your dream man. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Every day. Oh my god. Oh my god. So right. <laughs> I am obsessed with this, like, this this woman, right? (laughs) It's like, I'm here to teach you how to manifest to get the... I'm like, I have this low-key obsession with manifestation because... Yeah, I do too. I once accidentally manifested (laughs) for my friend to run into her (laughs) ex-boyfriend. I'm not going to mention who, but she'll know exactly who it was. This is literally like a week before I moved. And I said, oh my God. I didn't know this. What would you do? And I, and I, it was, no, it was like, yeah, it was like four days even before I moved. And I went down to London to go and see a concert with my friend. And it was like the last kind of social friend thing I was going to do before I moved. And we were just literally laying in her room chatting. And I was like, oh, do you ever see like so-and-so name of ex-boyfriend? And she was like, no, I've not seen him. I know he lives in London and I'm pretty sure he lives around here. And I was like, oh my God, wouldn't it be so weird if we saw him? Anyway, so we go out, we go to walk to the concert. And she suddenly turns around and she's like, and I was like, you are joking me. And we saw him. Oh, and we literally saw him. And I was like, what the fuck? And then as we walked away, I was like, I didn't manifest that on purpose. I'm so sorry. It was an accident. But anyway, going back to this woman. Yeah, so, please. Fucking hell. So she was like, yeah, so I'm going to teach you how to manifest to make the person like obsessed with you. Yeah. One, you don't really want anyone to be obsessed with you. Like that's concerning. That's not a healthy love. And she was like, so what you have to do is you have to like get into character as this person and then you have to um, write a love letter to you from them, but you're writing it as them to you. And I was like, what the actual fuck? So, and she was like, people are like genuinely like, oh my God, I'm trying it, I'm trying it. And she's like, it works every time, I promise you. Every time. Can we, can you, like, can we just try this with you on your next Oh date. God! Oh God! But I don't really don't know that I want any of them to be obsessed with me. But yes, let's Wait, try maybe it. we'll we'll tweak it slightly. Oh my God! But yes. this is the shit Rosie sends me. So we both say good night to each other. We've had dinner. <laughs> we've had a lovely night watching Kardashians. We say good night. Walk into our rooms, and Joe's not here at the moment. So we both then sit there on Instagram for the next fifty <laughs> minutes, sending each other reels. <laughs> Until one of us just fades out. But the point is, is if that woman can happily post that on Instagram and genuinely be like, yes, then you can do your shit at work and not have imposter syndrome. Because that woman sure as hell doesn't have imposter syndrome. She's out here teaching us how to make people obsessed with us. And we are... We are going to try it. We're going to try it. We'll let you know how it goes. Um, I don't know who we're going to try it with. It might be. We'll we have to wait a few weeks. Yeah. We'll find someone. Yeah, we'll find someone. R.I.P. that poor, poor person. Literally, R.I.P. that poor person when they feel the powers of that magical love letter we're going to write. <laughs> I can't wait. Maybe one day we'll post it. <laughs>
Anyway, um, anyway, how your week is. Yeah, my week has been good. It's been a bit of a role reversal today because mm. I started my brand new job. Mm. So I actually went out to work. You've obviously not been feeling that fantastic. So no. you worked from home today. So yeah, real role reversal. I actually went out to work. And you stayed here. And I stayed home. Which is very unusual because for the last like couple of months, it's been the other way around. And I've just been like basically waiting for you to come home like some sort of sad <laughs> dog. Um, but Blaming yeah, no, it's been good. No, it's been good. Um, what else happened? I feel like something happened this week. Yeah, something did happen today. What? Seriously? I've forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Rosie, you started your first day oh, at work. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I... <laughs> it left such an impact on me. No, I had a really good first day at work. It was fun. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, a lot of exciting changes I'm going to be able to make, which is cool. Um, I went back to using Windows, which I don't really vibe. It's not cool. Not a vibe, to be yeah. honest. Um, not to sound like, you know, that bitch, but it's not a vibe. It's not. Um, yeah. No, it's been good. It's been good. Um yeah how has your week been it's been all right i think today like after my six hours oh my sleep God. I madison feel. has had so much sleep like the last 48 hours i think i've slept maybe like 30 hours that is glorious it's insane i am so insanely jealous and now i feel like i'm really charged up whoop might also have something to do with the fact we've had a couple of gin and tonics plus a little yeah. chocolate that i bought back from the supermarket plus those terrifying Oh, okay. Rosie brought back these um, vitamin boosty shot things, like these. But like they were like max shots. So it's like those those you, was, those things usually come in like a little bottle. Yeah, it was like ginger, ginger, turmeric, turmeric, lemon, something else. It, mine tasted like toothpaste for some bizarre reason. I mean, I got the toothpaste. Yeah, mm. it burnt my throat, mm. <laughs> but it was great. It was great, and I'm now sh- I feel like I've just had drugs. Woo! <laughs> it was secretly cocaine the whole time yeah. it was not i'd like to add that we're probably gonna have to cut that bit out <laughs> you can't buy cocaine at new world <laughs> it's from new world if anyone if anyone we'll put a link in the description link in the bio hashtag not sponsored <laughs> anyway Organic. we should probably get on yeah. with the show um yeah so today we're gonna talk about something i feel like resonates with a lot of people i just want to say one thing what oh my god we're gonna have to start this again i'm in like a prime spot for farting (laughs) (laughs) and i'm just gonna move so let's just cut this bit out She's gotten stuck. Anyway. Right. Yes. Wait, stop. Wait for me to stop moving. Okay. Anyway, now that Madison is done moving and farting. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think what we're going to talk about today is something that definitely resonates with a lot of people. And I think it's something you go through a lot when you're younger. Mm. And then you kind of subconsciously find yourself doing it throughout life. Yeah. So we're going to be talking about, much like... The new Taylor Swift, well, not really new, but the Taylor Swift song Bejeweled. Yeah. We're going to talk about, like, dulling, kind of, this is going to sound so lame, but dulling your shine. Like losing your spark. Losing your spark for for other people, for romantic partners, for friends, for jobs, for kind of everything. Like, yeah. I, you get it a lot when you're trying to fit in at school. Yeah, you do. You do massively. You t- completely... 
turn off who you are, basically, a lot of the time. And, and you get those people that you think at the time you were like, oh, my God, they're so weird. But actually, mm. they were just being entirely true to themselves and they just didn't give a shit what anyone else thought. And you look back on them now and you're like, oh, they learned those lessons fast. Oh, my eh? God, they learned those lessons so fast, like mm. so fast. <laughs> when did you knowingly dull yourself to impress someone else like when was the first time that you were aware that you're like okay I, I shouldn't really do this to like so yeah. that this person's impressed by me I think I didn't do it knowingly but I like know it now I look back on it and it was um one of my first jobs I, I had to do like a course thing and oh I just God. remember coming off this course and just being like the flattest person yeah I've ever been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember my boss saying to me at that time, she's like, don't lose your sparkle. And I just remember thinking like, well, my sparkle, like I just was like, there is none. Like I just felt like I couldn't do anything right. I felt like I was a piece of shit. Mm -hmm. I just felt like I couldn't even do a job that Mm -hmm. I was capable of doing because I'd done it previously. But Mm. I was just drained. So I think that was like the first time I really... Do you think that came from a change in environment, like getting there late, everyone kind of knowing each other already, do you think, was a big like factor in that? Yeah, I think it was that. I think you and I both know what it really was. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> we'll get that out. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think it was just... I was 18 at the time. I'd just left home. It was like my first experience away. And it was like what we spoke about last week, like those expectations and those expectations not being right. And then all of a sudden I kind of just hit a wall. I was like so excited to be somewhere else. And then, yeah. Do you think especially after that, obviously that move to Singapore and then kind of taking time out of that move and like having, you know, university not worked out and everything like that. Like you say, that great expectation of being like, oh, it's going to be amazing. This is going to be so sick. And then it's like, mm. yeah. yeah, like two fails within a year. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I think part of it was that I just I think it was just the people around me as well there were some really good people around me and then there were some people around me that were really trying to tear me down and I was so young and naive that I allowed them to yes I think Um, I think that's a big thing is just like letting people tear you down because you don't want to be that awkward difficult person that fights back against them so you're like oh I'll just I'll just let them tear me to pieces because it's easier And it's actually funny because I've come to realize in the last maybe two or three years, I just am an awkward person. Like sometimes like you put me in a situation and I Mm. just don't know what to say. So I just stay quiet. And then people presume that I'm just the quiet, weird girl in the corner. But I'm just like, I just don't even know what I'm supposed to say right now. Yes. No, I get that. No, I get that. Yeah. What about you? I think the one of the first like, God, the first time I really noticed it, to be fair, was when I moved up to Yorkshire when I was like 13 Mm. and I remember going there there's a super young and I remember going and all the girls seemed so much older Mm. like so I'd not that my friends hadn't been like a bit but like they just all seemed like they were already like 16 and I was like what the actual (laughs) like I don't know how to deal with this so I just remember like completely like 
dulling myself and just like and changing who I was and then this really massive attempt to like fit in and trying to be like old and I was like actually I'm not ready for this yeah like I'm not ready for this and I lived in an incredibly unsupportive home environment as well where I just a lot of the time just wouldn't talk yeah like because I just I just didn't dare and if I did talk it would then explode out of me in this like fit of rage which is Mm. why I butted heads a lot with someone I was living with at the time and it just yeah and I remember just a lot of the time just being like if I'm just quiet I'll just like disappear Mm. into nothing fade into the background I'll just fade and continue to fade and I think that that carried on through an incredibly difficult time in my life yeah where I actually led to have basically a nervous breakdown at like 16 Mm. and because I just basically allowed myself to completely fade and I went through this awful phase of just like doing everything and anything I could to like harm myself yeah like just literally just every everything I could do and it was just to completely tamp down this personality that I was always told was the issue like I was treated like I was some sort of like rabid dog and I could like you know I was like this or you'd honestly the way it was spoken about I was it was like I was some sort of out completely out of control teenager I was not at all yeah I just was clearly just too much but I wasn't too much because I was just letting myself just go more internally like just basically just fading and just like until I almost like completely switched off and it was yeah that's definitely the first time I remember like just knowingly like just completely going in on myself like and just and just letting someone else just basically chip away at at me and at what made me like special and sparkle and Mm. because although that sounds super lame like if you don't let yourself shine you are going to lose yourself and it's really fucking horrible and it's really horrible when you have someone when you're that young and that carries on like whilst I've improved by a country mile that carries on to this day I, I still have that voice that's internally that was actually an external voice that's yeah. now gone internal yeah, and it's just I, become a habit that's become a habit and it makes me mm-hmm. feel like sometimes I do just have to be like okay just just don't talk like yeah. just just don't talk because which is you know, crazy you're eh? too much like don't don't do this don't do that like just be be silent mm. basically mm. and 13 is so young oh my god it was for so that to weird. start like i yeah. can imagine i think when i was 13 i was so obsessed with my horses that i just <laughs> didn't have to worry and like mum yes. and dad had moved us so that we settled down for our teenage years we yes. didn't move for our teenage years but i know that that's such a hard time oh my god it's it's even, re- like i remember being in high school and like your friends would talk to you one day and then yes. the next day and they the had a problem day. with you yes and you're like Ugh. but then you were the same like yes. i was always the same like i mm. you go with what the group was feeling mm. and if the group wanted to outcast someone one day you just went you with it just, yeah you would just and go you, with it and you'd go completely against your own morals which i think actually is can be quite a difficult thing to let go of in even in adulthood (laughs) sometimes you're like I don't know if you've been in like a work environment where that's happened to you where people are like oh that person's weird or like that person's this and you're like okay and you like don't dare talk to them because you like are scared to step out from the crowd yeah like it's it all sounds so cliche but it's not and it's something that we all go through yeah um what was the tipping point 
for that where you said no more like and you were like no I I'm not going to do this anymore I'm going to go forward as I am I'm not letting the situation the person whatever change who I am I'm going back to I'm going to start actually like start letting myself shine through again yeah um that was I think it took me so many years of reflection and being Mm. like well what learning a bit more about myself and learning a bit more about who I am and it was when I it comes back to the kind of imposter syndrome thing when I started having people be like saying to me that you're that I'm very switched on or that I've got good common sense kind of thing and that's not that common Mm. I kind of was like oh well I'm sure that's everyone else and I started to realize it's not and I just started to realize that what was said to me and kind of like me losing my spark was part of part of the process almost yes so I had to go through it to come back to where I was and to learn so much more about myself Mm. but there was like no happy balance I guess I just had to keep pushing through until I was old enough and saw above it and then realized yeah that it was just I guess part of it was immaturity part of it was yeah. the environment I was in yeah that was toxic yeah. so it was like a really difficult place for me to be as a young adult and to learn about yourself but yeah. I think you can either go one way or the other way and I was lucky that I managed to pull above that yes and not go down from there yeah um otherwise it would have been I don't know what I position I would be in right now like I feel like no that's quite scary right? it is isn't it like yeah that you if you hadn't been able to kind of pull yourself pull up and be it. like wait hold on no I'm not letting this dull me anymore I'm I'm pushing above it yeah but that took maybe three years yeah no it t- it's a process like it it's not it's not like a, a a switch that you can just flick on and off like it's yeah. it's a lot and I think it's as well like having that time to excel and having that time to really like find something that you're good at mm. has helped that mm. um for me what about for you I think the time I kind of said no more was actually after I so kind of like a separate time where I'd sort of allowed my like light to be basically snuffed out (laughs) yeah that but kind of it led on from the time I was talking about earlier was actually I allowed myself to kind of heal when I split up with my first boyfriend and my god I loved him well I like <laughs> as in love as you can be at that time yeah I was obsessed with him like I completely and utterly just did everything in my life for him like I came out of that relationship not knowing myself at all not knowing what I'd kind of been doing for the last however long like it was really I was in a really really horrendous mental space and <sighs> We had an in, we kind of had a situation where he had strung me along a bit, and it was all a bit like. Ugh. Anyway, yeah. when that finally all completely came to a close, I sort of looked at myself in the mirror and was like, "What the fuck am I doing?" Yeah, and that's when I was like, "No, no, no, I don't, I don't do this for anyone else. I am going forward, living my life for me." Yeah. and I was like, "That's it. I'm doing everything I can that I want to in my life." Yeah. And it 
it was that it was that like a it was like a switch and I looked back on my life and I look back on it now and I'm like oh my god if like I can't believe I ever let that happen to me that I ever let someone control my life so much that I allowed like my life to be consumed by this and I allowed that to completely dim who I was because I was so obsessed with pleasing this other person yeah and I mean it's it all comes I mean it comes a lot of it like you say comes down to like naivety and being young but it's yeah that was the tipping point for me was the breakup and just and being so hurt but then kind of crawling out of that and being like no no longer do I depend no more do I depend on other people for my happiness it comes from me and it's not going to be happy every single day I'm always going to have days where I feel like utter shit and I definitely still do but I still come out of that and I'm like I still have me. I still know who I am. I still, even through the shittiest days, I still am myself and I still shine through that. Yeah. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong, there will always, of course, be times when it's an act. Yeah. (laughs) Like, and you know, you go to work, you feel, I mean, I know you know this as well. You feel like shit, but you're like, hi, everyone. (laughs) And you're just happy. I'm really happy. Like, this is fun and amazing. But but you are still you underneath that even under the even on and like that's part of being you is feeding mm. those all the different spectrum the of emotions ups and downs. yeah the ups and downs and kind of even like when we're talking about like dimming your light it can be the continual pretense that you're not even aware of of feeling like up all the time yeah so like pretending to be up like up constantly and that's mm. not life that's not you you're not up all the time you no. are up you are down like you are everything and if someone tries to take that away from you they're trying to dull what makes you you yeah i think as well though it is like being a bit more in tune with yourself yes when you say like you are up you are down like it's understanding that that is normal and being yes. in tune with how you feel i think yes. it's a huge thing and i I know I'm still not there yet. I've got a lot of times where I'm like, you'll be probably growing for the rest of your life. Yeah. Like, and that's the thing. It's not, it's not something with a target. You will genuinely be growing for your entire life. Yeah. But you, but the part of the journey is about what makes you that little bit brighter. Yeah. Every single time. The learning curves. It's learning curves. It's, it's everything that makes you who you are. And these experiences of where, you know, you feel like someone has made you feel a bit like small and shit. It's still all part of the experience. You go through it for a reason. Yeah. Like, this is going to sound so corny. <laughs> I am a humongous believer in everything happens for a reason. And oh, I'm like, the same. Everything, something that's meant for you will not pass you by type thing. Yeah. And even if that is to teach you a bit of a shitty lesson. Yeah like it's, it'll come for you it'll it'll come through for you it's still meant for you yeah so i guess in terms of like more recent um mm. more recent experience i guess you'd say mm. in the workforce how have you lost like has there been a, an example or a situation where you've lost your shine like in recent years oh for sure no for sure i think um I have definitely had times where I felt like my ideas, like you kind of like you were saying, like my ideas have been continually shut down and you're not given a reason for why you can't do something. Mm. And I worked with someone for a long time who was like, don't ask questions. So I just basically stopped talking. Like I stopped asking anything. I stopped 
And it wasn't until someone who was then going to become my manager said to me, he's like, are you okay? Like, you don't, you don't seem right. Mm -hmm. And it all came spilling out of me that I was like, wait, no, I'm not okay. Like I have, I have ideas and they are valid, but they're just shot down. And it was, I think in the last couple of years, my ideas have been relatively respected, but there have been times where I have wanted to make changes and... I've just been kind of made to feel like I should just shouldn't suggest things. Yeah. And there have been times when actually as well, I probably could have suggested things, but I just didn't. Yeah. Just didn't even dare. Like not because I was frightened, but just because I was just like, no, I like, no, I clearly am. I'm in this like subordinate position. Like, you just can't be bothered. I as just, well. can't, I just can't be bothered. Yeah, like I can't be bothered for the potential rejection, even if they may have been accepted. Like, and I did work in a very accepting work environment, but there were just some things where you were just made to feel just a bit like, mm. ugh. And it was, yeah. And it, and when you've written, like, it's a, it's a lot. Like, work environments are a lot, and especially unless you're, even like leaders feel this. I think where yeah. they are worried so much about the impacts that they're going to have on others that they just don't say anything yeah um have you experienced it a lot in the workforce do you reckon that I you've... think recently yeah I mean one of my recent like not the job that I'm in currently but one of my previous ones mm. I remember I had a had to have a buddy that checked everything yeah and we went through so many times where he would just be like it was always our GM because there was no one else within like my department. So yeah. I'd always flick it through to him before I sent it off to a client. But he'd always be like, mm, I just don't like it. And Do I'd be like, like <laughs> okay, but like, <laughs> thanks. But it's so subjective. So tell me what, like, is it the tone? Is it this word or what is yeah, it that you don't like? Is don't it not like. pulling enough information through? Like, just tell me. And it was just always like, yeah, I just don't like it. And then he'd rewrite it himself. And, and that's just, just that's not, like, that isn't how you teach people either. Like, I appreciate that not, there are times when we don't, I don't know that you've trained people, I've trained people. Yeah. You don't always have the time to necessarily show them. And there are times when you just think, fucking hell, it would just be so much easier if I could just do this myself. Because yeah, I'd, get, I'd get it done so much quicker and we'd all just be like done with our day. Absolutely. But that isn't how people learn. And it does just make people people feel really shit yeah and I think as well like having been in a few management positions luckily not in one now well I say luckily but not in one now but the previous ones that I've had where I know the power that you can hold as a leader or as a manager yeah and how you make other people feel and I think like I've always been so aware of it because I've experienced it from like my managers and my leaders yes. downwards to me. So I'm always aware of like how I speak to people and how like they feel if I said this isn't quite right, but this yeah. is why it's not quite yes. right. I'm not trying to disrespect you. I think you do a good job in other areas, but you need to up your game in this area. Like yeah. it's very much just like how do you communicate with people? that helps and supports them rather than being like you've done a shit job yes most definitely it's just yeah because it just makes you feel like crap and just makes you feel like you can't do something and it's like actually you can but and I think as well I've also definitely worked with people Mm. that say they don't like something Mm. just for the sake of it yep (laughs) just because they want something changed there's actually or because they want that power yes 
there's nothing wrong with what you've done. No. They're just like, oh, I just don't like it. Like, it's just to literally just be contrary. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, except sometimes <laughs> that other people have done a good job. Yeah. Like, there are times when I look at stuff that other people have done, and I'm like, oh, my God. I wish I'd done that. Or like, you know, when yeah. someone edits a piece of your work and it's a genuinely really good suggestion. Yeah. And you're like, Ugh. and you have to kind of tamp down that little green monster that lives in you. Yeah. And not take personal offense to it. When it's a genuinely good suggestion, not take personal offense to it. But then it works on the flip side. Like, you know, if someone's written something really great, it doesn't always need to be edited. Exactly. Like, it, you can, it can be great. Like, I yeah. think we've lost our air of complimenting each other. Like, yeah. and supporting and building up each other, like, building each other up. It's, yeah. It, it's, it is just, it does make you feel really shit, especially as a young woman. Yeah, it does. Yeah. And I think they say it's so common in New Zealand, we call it tall poppy syndrome. But actually, it's common around the world. It's I just think that common we, like... New Zealand a lot of the time we were like oh we think we're amazing (laughs) yeah we'll cut that out (laughs) no but I think with I think with I think with New Zealand New Zealand knows it's the country that everybody wants to move to yeah but it shouldn't be I think we have so much shit to sort out in New Zealand and I genuinely like I will take a stand here and be like we do not live in a perfect country and I would happily if someone offered me somewhere to move tomorrow I would happily go where am I supposed to live if you go and live somewhere else you can stay here remember (laughs) this is our house so it doesn't matter we choose who lives here um but no I I do I know I do I do get that entirely yeah no I do get that but it's yeah it's just I think especially I mean I'm sure men feel this as well like obviously we come from our own perspective as young Mm. women in the workforce but it you can just be made to feel a bit silly sometimes. Yeah. And it's like, actually, no, you're not silly. Your opinion is totally and utterly valid. Yeah. Like, and you do shine and you do everything you do, like things you can do are amazing. Just yeah. because they've not come out of a senior management's mouth doesn't yeah. make them like not a really great thing. Yeah. You don't have to be in like, you don't have to be in a senior position no. to make really great suggestions or good do good work or do like, good work like it's this is and this is something i have often been made to feel that like mm. oh because you aren't management like your suggestion should probably just remain in its little box yeah and it's like okay okay, okay. <laughs> or the worst thing is if you suggest something this always like puts me down a knot because i found and i still find that I will make a suggestion mm. and it will be like, yeah, what do you know? And then someone, and it's always a male and I hate yes. to be this person, yeah. but it's always a man, comes in and is like, we should do this. Exact same thing, different words, because it's like man to man speak. Yeah. That's like, yeah, bang, bang your chest, whatever. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Honestly, and that's how Joe puts it. That's not my words. It's <laughs> yeah, um, it's actually coming from a man. Yeah, yeah, coming from a man. So before you call us like yeah. raging feminists <laughs> or something, that's actually genuinely coming from a man. But then it's all of a sudden like, oh yeah, that's a great idea. And yeah. I will sit there and be like, and this has happened in every single job I have yeah. been in. And I used to say like, 
I'm not a fa- I'm not a huge feminist. I'm like I believe in equality and all that, but then I believe females have their own superpowers and men have their own superpowers, and that's yeah. okay. Yeah. Um, but I've never thought that sexism was a thing in the workforce until. Oh, it 1000% is. It's insane. Like, it 1000% is. And, like, I'm sure we'll probably get some sort of, like, negative kickback from someone. But take it from us. Sexism is a thing. Yeah. Like, and it's, like, I think I remember not long ago being told that I, if I want to make it to the top as a woman, I need to be able to handle boardroom scraps with men. And I need to be able to handle it like a man. No, like, and I was just like, I sat there and I was like, "Mm." and then when I look at the men I've worked with, it's like, what to handle it like a man, like a petty, immature child. Yeah, that loses their temper when they shouldn't, and probably have to have different ways of like men have different ways of dealing with things. Yeah, and one of my um, current leaders at the moment said it to me really well. He was like. When I lose my temper, because I was really embarrassed, I cried about something at work, and yeah. he said to me, well, when I lose my temper, I yell. When you lose your temper, you cry. It's the same thing. We're releasing emotions. Yeah. But it comes out in different ways, because yeah. and women may react like men do, and men may re- react like women do. Like, yeah, it yeah. depends on who you are as a person, not Yes, exactly. And like you said, it's an, it's the, basically the entirely, yeah. in uh, the entire same, like, emotional response it's yeah they're on the same spectrum yeah but for some reason the woman's one is like oh she's crying again she's weak she's like petty she's like not she's being immature about this she's not grateful for what she's got whereas if a man like loses his shit and yells everyone's like oh like oh he's like asserting his power he pissed it was like no it's like um, well, if I cry, you've pissed me off. You've really done a good job to piss me off because I'm not much of a crier. So Here is a PSA. Crying is absolutely fine. I know. Like, crying is so fine. Not when you're sitting in front of your boss and he's no, just staring like, at you like, uh, what no, do I do now? like, whenever, crying is fine. If that is your emotional response to something, if that is your response, crying is A-OK. Yeah, it, it is. It like, really is. And actually, it's a fuckload nicer than yelling that's for sure yeah <laughs> um but we've got a long way to go before yes. we interpret it as before we interpret it as an know. emotional response yeah akin to when someone yells yeah yeah, yeah yeah so kind of to like round it off yeah what is something that you really wish that you could go back and tell like your younger self that could literally be your younger self from yesterday from years ago the like to the the one that let other people really like dim them and dim their light what's something that if you could go back to if you could go back to the maddie of when you first got to america Mm. and you turned up late and you were worried and you just kind of didn't want to be in that you didn't want to make yourself stand out in that environment what would you say to yourself do you think um, I would say to myself to just keep going, yeah. to just dig it in and it's going to be like, it, you do have to do the hard work. And I mean, I'm not even anywhere near where I want to be still. No, no, no. But it's just remember, stay true to yourself and don't jump on board with the people Yeah. that are really trying to drag others down because yes. I know that I did for a point and I wish I never had, but... 
always just stay true to like lifting others up with you and like making sure that those people that are at the bottom and have that support and even if you feel like you're not doing a great job yeah just always like my mum has this beautiful thing that she always says to me and I think her dad used to always say it to her yeah and she's always like I don't care what you do but if you want to be a street cleaner you go out there and you be the best street cleaner that there is yeah or that you can possibly be yeah and I think for me like really embedding that in myself at 18 would have been so helpful with this and I'm like all emotional right now (laughs) (laughs) but it would have been so helpful because I think like I would have just kept being like okay reminding myself I'm worth it reminding myself that as long as I'm being the best I can be or the best person out there that's all that that actually matters that's enough that like yeah yeah yeah, as long yeah as long as you feel like yourself you're being the best that you can be what about you before I cry (laughs) oh gosh I think if I could go back to the person I was like 10 years ago when this really first started Mm. I think what I would say is this doesn't last forever yeah you will it will get it will get easier you don't and I think as well you just you don't have to do this like you are so you are enough right now you don't have to feel Mm. like you like (laughs) this person doesn't like it's really difficult to like yeah, articulate put into words right but that you grow Wait, and this is this is shut the fuck up <laughs> he's like licking himself and this is quite a deep thing to say but that you're still going to be here in 10 years time and you get out of this and you recover and actually this experience makes you who you are now but like I said, it it doesn't it doesn't last forever, and you yeah. you grow to overcome this. Yeah, and like I mean, God, I wish I wish I could have started earlier. I wish I like would have loved yeah. to have been able to turn around to that person and be like, No, I am going to do this, and you're not going to make me feel like I'm really small. And you're like, but I can't change that now. I mean, I wish I I like wish I could, but I can't, and it's it's made me who I am now. Yeah. But, do you think I, like, what do you think? I've been thinking a lot and recently especially about how you get told so many things in life and, like, I've just gotten myself into a position where I've been able to get a mentor for, like, mm. business and personal life. Yeah. And you kind of, like, something I'm starting to click on is no matter how much someone says something to you, you almost have to go through the lessons and learn the lessons yourself before yeah, you, you can actually get to the next point or get yeah. to the next stage. No, and I think that's do. a huge thing is like, you know what's right or you know kind of the way up or the way out or how you should be or how you should be thinking. Yeah. But you are never going to get there until you learn from like a real experience that takes you there. Yes. No, you're not because it's like it's like when you empathize with people's like stories about stuff like mm. you can kind of empathize but until you've actually lived through that experience you've you've no idea what to really say yeah and that that applies to talking to yourself as well yeah. until you've lived until you've gone through something 
like you don't know what to say to yourself you don't know how you're going to handle something that's also not us being like put yourself in harm's way <laughs> just no. for the lessons <laughs> because the don't. lessons will come when you're ready for them yes they will for sure no they will for sure um this has been an emotional emotional thing to talk about and i hope yeah and i hope it just helps in some way i think it's something that every every single person i know i imagine every single person you know experiences this whether it like i say whether it's through friendships romantic relationships parents like workplaces like we all experience someone that tries to tamper us down yeah and you don't it doesn't have to be like that. No, I think it definitely, like, you're right. Like, there will I, always be time for... There may be time for, like, slight compromises, but that's but not something you have to make permanent. In a workplace, I think you're always working as a team. Yes. And at the end of the day, you should, like... There should never be us and them or, like, two separate teams or no, two no, separate no, no. sides of anything if you're in the same company. Like, yes. you're all working towards the same goal. Agreed. So I think some people just massively forget that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah. So does that mean Patch? So we are in a little blanket fort right now, and Patch really, really, really wants to be part of our I journey know, he in this does. little podcasting studio. I'm so sorry, Patch, but you can't be part of the podcast. He's literally out on the outside. He's on his back. Can you hear that rumbling? It's him knocking the clothes rack. <laughs> Yes, I can. Oh, so good. So for a dog that's never like really lies on his back. Oh shit! Oh shit! He just pushed the laptop. Oh my god! We're gonna have to cut so much. He's angry. Okay, (laughs) let's just pause. Take a moment. Pause. I'm just gonna get. So we have a new guest on the pod. His name is Patrick. His name is Patrick. Is this recording? Yeah, it's still yeah, recording. Okay, okay, I imagine if we'd done that whole thing without recording it. Oh my God, I'd be so sad. I should take that off there just in case. Um, we've got Patrick in. Hi. Well, I guess this is a perfect Excuse me, in. sir. What are your thoughts? Patch, would you like to... What's this? What's this? I don't know if that'll work. You know when you do those really cute videos on Instagram where it's like, excuse me, sir, what are your thoughts on this? And it's like a dog and then the dog just like... Like, sniffs the microphone. He's watching you so intently. Okay, just put your head there, love. Um, Well. Oh, no. Oh, sniff, sniff, sniff. No. He's so confused. Do you wonder if people, like, people actually like the song or do you think they think I think it's people, like, I think people love this song. Do you think? I know, okay. I think this is what brings people back every week. People <laughs> okay. love this song. Banana Rosie's Culture Random. Hi. So, my, so, starting off with, starting off with a very quick Twitter update because I feel like, oh my God, the dog is actually staring at me so intently like he's so ready for this Culture Roundup. Oh, his little nose is by the microphone. Um... So, a couple of things to cover off. We're going to start with a very quick Twitter update. So, Kanye West, or Ye, or Ye, or Ye, whatever it is, Donny T, Donny T, (laughs) and upsetting, very upsettingly, Andrew Tate are now all back on Twitter. Wait, who's Andrew Tate? Andrew Tate is, he's like an, I want to say he's like, like, not MMA, but something very similar. He's a super, like, misogynistic person who, like, 
is like presents these awful ideas about women. He was banned from Twitter and I think Instagram as well for sharing his views and like young boys taking this on board and just being like, yeah, this is how we treat women, blah, blah, blah. And he gained like 50 million followers or something hideous overnight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not good times. Oh, gosh. So Twitter is a lit time. Twitter's Um, going downhill, isn't it? Yeah, Twitter is going downhill. It'd be interesting to see what happens though. I'm here to to sit back with my little gin and tonic and watch the the flames erupt. The other thing I want to talk about was patch. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the dog's oh, like, I've fucking had enough of this. Do you know what, patch? Me too. I've had enough of Twitter as well. Like me too. The dog toe. Obviously, this is a podcast, so this is a flipping, not a visual platform at all. But the dog just literally slammed his like paw down on Maddie's laptop. This is gonna so be the most enough is enough. This is gonna be the most fucking chaotic episode ever. <laughs> Um, so second thing I want to talk about one out of two out of three mm. things um, Julia Fox came oh. out in an interview and basically said that she only dated Kanye West to distract him from Kim Kardashian she was like I feel like if anyone can like get him off her back it's me and I'm gonna do it <laughs> and so she did honestly on like for Kim yeah, for Kim. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. I I'm am high-key becoming a Julia Fox stan. She is... A stan. She is such good, like... She's such a good time. She's a, quite an interesting woman, I'm not going to lie, but she is, she is such a good time. She recently Uncle made... Uncut jams. Uncut jams. She recently picked some leaves up off the side of the street uh-huh. in New York and made an outfit out of them. She, like, resined them together and made a little outfit out of them. Very interesting. She's an interesting character. How did, how, like, where has she even come from? I honestly don't know. So She's she obviously like was famous, nowhere, eh? um, you know, when she was Josh Safdie's muse, when he wrote Uncut Gems. Uncut Gems. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, she obviously starred in Uncut Gems. Um... And but I don't really know very much about her prior to that. She's like no. a model. She had a baby like two years ago. Huh. You'd literally never know. From... I wouldn't have heard her name. I've never watched Shankar Gems. No, me neither. I no, I've watched like the first half an hour. I think. Right. Apparently, it's very very good. So we should probably watch it we at some point. Watch it. Like we should probably watch it as like research for this podcast. Research about <laughs> Julia Fox. Um, but she is an all round good time. Mm. I thought her call her daddy interview was very good. Yeah. Um, she is obviously because it gave us the classic uncut gems moment. Yeah. Yeah, I am a I am a fan, in honesty, a fan of Julia Fox. The most news I'm most excited about yeah. for this week's cultural roundup is that it has supposedly been confirmed mm-hmm. that the Princess Diaries 3 is happening. Oh yes. Oh, oh my yes. god, so excited. So like Anne Hathaway has always said, Oh my god, I'm super on board. If like Julie Andrews, I think is supposed to, is like hopefully on board because yeah. we can't have it without the yeah. former Queen of Genovia, obviously. God, no. I sincerely hope that Chris Pine is also on board because we need Prince Lord yeah. Nicholas. I think he's a, if he's a prince or a lord, is. whatever the hell his name is. Um, I'm so down. Like I am yeah. so down for like, it. Ten years on, what do you think the theme will be? Ten years on of it ruling the f- right. Patch, I want to just bring computer. to your attention it's not even 10 years on it's probably more like 15 years on shit yeah I saw that Princess Diaries 1 was released in 2001 or something yes 
2003 maybe so anyway we are now 500 years old that's how old like that's how long princess died that's <laughs> how long princess died we're a quarter of a century <sighs> I mean I'm over oh my god oh my god yeah oh no okay I'm glad I'm sat down because I didn't enjoy the whole I'm a quarter of a century over a quarter of a century year old, years old um, but that's kind of everything for me from the cultural roundup. Like, nice. super excited for Princess Diaries three. I wonder oh if, gosh. to be fair, they might make it a series on Disney Plus. That wouldn't yeah. shock me. That Disney Plus would go like hard for a series. They do. Um, they're making a National Treasure one, which makes me very excited because mm. I watched the National Treasure films a lot as a child. I've never watched a single National Tre- oh my Treasure God. film. Oh my God! You're missing out on classic Nicolas Cage finding a treasure map on the back of the Declaration of Independence. Good old Nicolas. Cage. It's a good time. It's a good time. Anyway. Well, would you like my... Yes, I would love your surprise. I don't have a theme song for it, I'm afraid. Yeah, um, I was just wondering about that, actually. Yeah, well. no, I don't have a theme song. I might come up with one. I might surprise you with it one week. Mm. But that this week is not that week. Yeah. Hit that's me. okay. Who well, is your person? So, you're going to love this. Okay. I think you are anyway. Okay. But, so, I scrolled through the top 100 most successful business people without degrees. It was a long Forbes article. Anyway. Yeah. 99 or maybe 95% men. Love that. Love that. Really love that. Um, oh, my telephone is ringing. Calling it you? is my mum. I will call oh. her back after we have finished recording Sorry, this mom. episode. Sorry, mum. <laughs> Sorry, Mandy. Um, I also love, just a side note, both of our mothers are called Mandy. <laughs> and they're actually very similar women. It's a yeah. bit weird. <laughs> it's very odd. Anyway. Yes. Um, her name is Anne Beeler. Okay. She, have you ever heard, this is where you're going to love it, Auntie Anne's pretzels. Oh my god, I love Auntie Anne's pretzels. I had it when I was in America. Yes. Yes. So she started Auntie Anne's pretzels. She is considered oh, a businesswoman. Um, I love that. And I love that she's like one of the first people. So she will be late fifties, early sixties. <laughs> oh, and that is Patch's take on this episode yeah he's like you guys are boring <laughs> and if you're wondering he's currently got his he's lying next to us in our fort happy as he's got his head on my knee he's just being enjoy, enjoying he is, life he is the featured guest he is the featured guest um, but anyway anyway yes auntie Anne's pretzels yes love it love the fact that love she that. got up there and went for it and that she's like a slightly like she's not like a super young person mm. like so she did it at a time when it would have been even harder yeah and another one I saw on there was Patch, Patch stop it please for goodness stop. sake for goodness sake we are trying to record Patrick <laughs> Patrick Pooh stop it now um a Coco Chanel which I thought was interesting but at the same time like she was it was an earlier era women probably mm. were less likely she to was get into a bit of a problematic character she was she was very problematic she was 100% a Nazi sympathiser yeah so Um, she's one that I've seen but oh my god the dog is literally out for this podcast episode he really is I'm gonna knock the microphone over I'm gonna lay my head on top of it (laughs) do you think he like knows I think that he wants to be a celebrity. He is a celebrity. Bring He's back a celebrity. Florence and Patrick. What that, that post that I was like, Florence and Patrick are back, and then nothing <laughs> since. And then nothing since. Anyway, um, and then my wedding update. Yes. So exciting stuff. I have got a website sorted and I have got initial invites out. I say initial invites because so if you haven't made the first round, 
Psych. <laughs> Literally just bridesmaids. Uh, and I wanted to talk about choosing bridesmaids. Yes. Because this is something I've really struggled with. I've had okay. my obvious ones. Um, <laughs> how many is too many? Truly. Yeah. How many is but too many bridesmaids? Also, like, I just... I've, I want no more than, like, five is my number, and that's a lot, I think. Yeah, that is a lot. Unless we're in America, we could go having a, have our wedding in America, and then I can have, like, ten, fine. I mean, you can have, like, this is what I've been saying to you from the beginning. This is your wedding. You have whatever you want to have. That's it. If it means you have one bridesmaid, if it, me. If it means you have... <laughs> Rosie would just like to add that in there. No, but if it means you have 12 bridesmaids, like you have whatever you want to have. Like this is your wedding. It's also Joe's wedding, obviously, but this is your wedding. Yeah, I get. So it's, I mean, like, and a lot of people have said to me, well, I, who would you want by your side no matter what? And I've kind of said, well, all of these people I'd want by my side no matter what. I think everyone represents a certain part of my life. Hmm that like I really treasure and they've been there for me during yeah. a certain time and that like these people are so special to me but at the same time like when you fade away from people or yeah like you don't want to hurt feelings no, and I know it's, it's all about you but actually at the same time like so much I put myself in the shoes of if they were the ones getting married what would I expect yes and will not expect but how would I feel if I was not asked and I think like that's what it's coming down to so I've got a few more people that I'm like I have and I haven't asked yet yes no I get you and I've asked a few bridesmaids but how many is too many I don't know I honestly don't know I mean speaking of from personal experience of my many weddings um (laughs) (laughs) my many weddings my many weddings no I I don't know because you kind of live with especially with weddings you live in this real like traditional construct of that you have so many and it should look like this and that it should all be this but like how many is too many yeah. because like what is I guess what is the function of a bridesmaid like yeah you want and you kind of also want to make sure that all the bridesmaids get on so that you're not then you're not then stressing about like oh no are all these people are gonna like be okay be okay yeah. and it's it's a lot weddings it are a lot. lot I think the whole thing of this wedding update is that weddings are so much yeah like and how Joe said to me he said well we're gonna have we've got at the moment our guest list is at 300 and we're still trying to call that back but honestly who the fuck knows 300 people? Yeah. These two are genuinely the most popular people. <laughs> we are not. I've... Dog. Patrick. Patrick. <laughs> seriously, we are trying to discuss the upcoming nuptials of your parents. He's like, I do not want my mother to marry daddy. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. She marrying me. Um, we are going to have a side wedding for Florence and Patrick. No, Patrick and me. And then Florence and Joe. We've got a running joke that Floss wants to marry Joe and Patch wants to marry me. I just want to make it very clear. Bestiality is not something that happens under this roof. <laughs> Us and our children. Oh, oh God. Oh, God. Anyway. You can tell who fa- our favourites are. Yeah, you definitely can. No, you definitely can. Anyway. Anyway. Um, but we, what I was going to say is, Joe, we've got like a guest list of 300 at this stage. Mm. And Joe's like, well, actually, at the end of the day, if you had five, maybe six at a push bridesmaids running around, it's yeah. not going to be the end of the day, end of the no, world because really you're isn't. actually going to need that help. Yes. I think that's the biggest thing is that the bridesmaids, and this is a big thing as well. If you're asked to be a bridesmaid, step up and help. 
get your fucking ass up and work. No one wants to work these days. No, but like genuinely, like you're there to help, like you're there to support things. Like, and yeah. that's that's kind of what your like little team bride little tribe. Little tribe thing is there for. They're there to help you. They're not there to make your life more difficult. No, for sure. And on that note. And on that note. Thank Another you so much time. for listening to our endless ramble. I hope you take something from it. We mm. love you all so, so, so much. And Patch says thank you. Patch is for listening his head to behind this bullshit. The, now you're burying your head behind mm. the laptop and being silent. You were not whilst we were like mid flow. Watch this foot come and like smash I know, everything. Smash out. everything out of the way. And we're out. <laughs> anyway, thank you so, so, so much. We love you all. Yeah. And we will be back next week. Thank See you, you next week. Woo. Bye.